Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's episode of 1514 is a conversation I had with author Haley Satram, who lives in the Washington, D.C. area with her family and is a part-time biblical counselor at their church, Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Haley also co-directs and helped found a ministry of private practice biblical counseling called Heart Song Counseling, which we'll talk about in our after show. Haley received a BA in psychology from the University of Southern California and an MA in biblical counseling from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. She's also received training at the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, also known as CCEF. She joined me today in our conversation uh, to talk about her recent book, Forgiveness, Reflecting God's Mercy, which is one of the 31-day devotionals for life put out by PNR Publishing. I had a great conversation with Haley, and we discussed the, the difficult topic of forgiveness that is often confused in people's mind and so central to what we do as biblical counselors. I was excited about this resource coming out, can't recommend it enough, and really enjoyed the conversation that I had with Haley, and I hope you enjoy it too. Well, Haley Satram, thanks so much for being with us on 1514. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience? Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, So I'm Haley. I am from the Washington, D.C. area. been there for a little over 15 years. Um, have been a member at Capitol Hill Baptist Church during that whole time and met my husband there, Rob. We've been married a little over a decade. We have three young kids and um, I work at a private practice called Heart Sun Counseling that a couple friends and I founded um, about 10 years ago. And I also do some counseling for my church, Capitol Baptist. Yeah, well, that's great. And we have some, obviously, some good friends there. Deepak Reju, uh, who's on the BOD for the BCC, is there. And uh, for our BCC partners, we'll actually be talking in our after show a little bit more about Heart Song. And you can tell everybody what that's like, because I think it's a great platform, organization, a way of, of connecting biblical counselors to multiple churches so that they can, they can um, do biblical counseling and minister to lots more people, especially churches that can't necessarily afford a full-time person. But today, Yeah, so it's, it's a great model. Uh, but today we wanted to talk to you about forgiveness, reflecting God's mercy. And this is one of the books in the 31-Day Devotionals for Life series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was that experience like for you to write that devotional? It was a very amazing experience, and that is the first time I have authored a book. So my first, you know, step out into the publishing world. So to be honest, it was kind of a humbling experience. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I was <laughs> knee deep in it, and just realized, you know, there's there's a lot of hard work that goes into um, getting your thoughts out onto a page, and then revising and revising and. Um, getting it ready for publishing. So I was just really thankful to PNR Publishing for giving me that opportunity, for being patient with a new author and, you know, walking alongside me as um, I got it to the place that we wanted it to be at for for publishing. And I, I just am so thankful to have, have gotten to do that um, for the first time. No, that's really great. I'm glad glad to hear you share that. And for those who are maybe considering authoring, it it is a little bit of a warning there. Like it is a lot of work. It's not it's not totally. easy. Uh, yeah. 
It so really is. How did you get connected to that to that project in the first place? Yeah, it's a good question. I was connected to the project through our friend Deepak, uh, which was fitting. Deepak has been a part of so many milestones in my life. I, I actually originally met Deepak as his counselee um, in my young single days, and then he married me and my husband. He taught uh, the parenting class that we went through before we had our first kid. Um, he has supervised me in counseling for years and uh, even was a professor for some of my independent study courses in seminary. So mm. it's really fitting that Deepak was a big part of this milestone as well of getting yeah. to write a book for the first time. No, that's really good. And yeah, in that series, he's the general editor on that series. So he's really helped helped a lot of the authors and it is good uh that he's done that because he's he's such a gifted writer first of all and also just a great editor so glad to glad to make that connection and 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 know that um that was a good starting point for you your mm -hmm. specific book in the series is the one on forgiveness um was there something specific about the topic of forgiveness that drew you to to write that that devotional in general, you know, we tend to write about what we know and mm. forgiveness is something that I've personally struggled with and had to walk through and really wrestle with before the Lord and with the Lord. Um, and so I felt like it was a topic I could write about with some degree of, you know, compassion and empathy, mm. but also with a lot of hope because I did experience a lot of victory and um, forgiveness with some, you know, difficult family dynamics that I grew up with. And um, the Lord really helped me in learning to forgive and, and relying on him to be able to forgive. And so I think that was probably ultimately why I picked the topic. I think secondarily as a counselor, any of you counselors out there know this just comes up so much. It's, yeah. it's just consistently a part of the conversations that I'm having with people. Um, it's consistently something people are really struggling with. And I see it really uh, hurting people, their, their inability to forgive, the struggle to forgive can in and of itself be something that's very damaging for a person's spiritual life or emotional uh, well-being. And so I just knew that there is always a need for everyone to continue to think about forgiveness and to try to grow in forgiveness. And so it seemed like a good topic. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I really appreciate it because, uh, as you mentioned, this comes up all the time in counseling. I mean, yeah. it's just, I, I think now, uh, I've heard a lot of people using the 31-day devotionals in different ways. And one uh, one pastor said, yeah, we have a wait list. So we always take one and kind of triage situations and, and assign one of the 31-day devotionals to those who are waiting. But hmm. forgiveness is one of those ones, honestly, I should probably give to every counselee <laughs> I have because there's such confusion out there on this mm -hmm. topic, which is uh, sad and a little bit flabbergasting because we enter into our, our Christian faith. Uh, forgiveness is central to that. So why um, why do you think it's so – maybe why do you think we're so off base uh, oftentimes in our understanding of forgiveness and then – how do we how do we correct that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I I think that biblical forgiveness is so important to understand because it's ultimately rooted in the gospel and it's yeah. empowered by the gospel and I think sometimes we're relying on our own knowledge and our own strength as we think about forgiving others and so we just keep hitting a wall, hitting a dead end um either 
because we, you know, don't understand forgiveness in our own wisdom because it's not really natural to us. I don't think, um, you know, the gospel of God's love, um, you know, saving us from our sins, forgiving us for our sins by dying for us, that it's just, um, it's, it's something so opposed to what our flesh tells us would be the right thing to do. And so I think we really have to start there and take it in, understand it, understand really what we've received from God and his forgiveness of us before we can really move forward and forgive others in a similar way. And, and along those lines, I also think because it is such a supernatural, um, act that we really need God's spirit to be able to forgive others. Uh, yeah. We really need him to um, enter in, fill us with his spirit. We need to abide in him. And then he actually is the one that gives us strength to be able to absorb the cost of someone else's sin and extend grace to them, just like he has um, for us. Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's, it's, it is so important to recognize that our forgiveness of others is, is based on and dependent on and an outflow of the forgiveness we've received. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a cognitive understanding of facts. It is a right. spiritual thing. And, and that's another reason why I think the 31-day devotional was such a great format to address this issue, um, because it is designed to transform people spiritually around this concept. There are other books written on the topic of forgiveness. I mean, Jay Adams has a book, uh, others have books. What was it like for you to kind of break down this idea into a 31-day devotional format? Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate that question because it makes me feel kind of seen because it was very difficult. (laughs) It's a good question. Uh, It's a massive topic to break it down into a 31 day devotional that has a very strict word count Mm -hmm. um, given by the publisher. It is not an easy task. It's kind of brutal. Um, but I think that there is a real value added in having this kind of genre and format also available in addition to some of these larger kind of theological uh, works on forgiveness in that it, um, it takes scripture passages and tries to apply them, you know, in um, a practical way that someone can just have in in bite sizes daily. But I think once you kind of bring all those bite sizes together over 31 days, it becomes a little more of a feast. Mm. So while it was difficult to choose, you know, which passages and, and how much to say, I really think of it as more of a launching pad for people to continue to reflect on their own and with their community, their friends or their counselor or whoever else. Um, you know, my reflections are brief in the day, daily entries, but they're meant to kind of just spur on further reflection. And um, so I hope that that format ends up being helpful to people. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point there that it is intended to spur you on beyond the, the scope. And because there is so much more to write, you had to be selective. What was that process like for you? Or how did you actually choose the, the elements that you were going to include? Because um, that would have been, I think, the hardest part for me. I would want to say mm-hmm. more. <laughs> uh, like I said, I feel very seen right now. This was the hardest part. For sure. <laughs> yeah, walk us through that a little bit. How did you pick the ones that you picked? And what were maybe some of the primary choices you wanted the, the readers mm-hmm. to walk away with? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I really think ultimately I thought about my counseling. Um, I thought about, okay, when this comes up in counseling, where do I go in scripture that I have found to be helpful to people? 
what has struck people, what has struck me. And so I ultimately divided the devotional into four sections. Um, So the first section just highlights God's forgiveness of us. So the first few days of the devotional, um, it's just looking at some passages of God's forgiveness. And my intent there was to hopefully soften people's hearts, to be reminded of the great love of God, to forgive us in spite of ourselves, and, and to also soften us to remember that we too are very imperfect. And yet, you know, we've been forgiven um, by such a gracious God. And then, and then moving into the second section, I picked, um, you know, biblical examples of forgiveness to just step back and observe and learn from. Mm -hmm. So whether it be Stephen or Joseph, um, just giving that opportunity to look back at these, um, heroes of the Bible at their faith and to see, you know, why they were able to forgive, how they forgave and to let that, Uh, maybe instruct us as we think about forgiveness for ourselves. Um, The third section of the devotional is more practical, sort of the how-to in forgiveness. Again, using scripture as the launching pad, but I know when someone picks up a book on forgiveness, ultimately they do want some counsel and, you know, how in the world do I do this? What do I do next? Um, So that's kind of that third, more practical section. And then I ended the devotional with a section on Um, just the help of God that he provides to us in our weakness to be able to do this. And this is something I really see in counseling as something um, so many people really uh, need encouragement about, just that abiding in the Lord um, and like finding that delicate art of not only choosing to do something out of obedience to him, but actually relying on him to be able to do it. And, um, and so the, the devotional wraps up um, kind of thinking through God's spirit that enables us. No, oh, that's really, that's really good. And that uh, while it was certainly the format is really challenging for authors. Um, and I think there is just <laughs> yeah. a, such a, a different skill to being able to hone and narrow things. Um <laughs> the that format is maybe more digestible for the reader so what why do you think um how do you think the format of the 31 day devotional really contributes to its effectiveness uh in in the counseling process mm-hmm. well i think it it makes it very accessible um i think kind of no matter where you're at in your own kind of journey with the Lord, whether you're a new believer, you've been a believer for a long time, whether your spiritual disciplines are quite robust, or you're actually just starting to dip your toe in the water of what does it look like to spend time with the word of God and reflect on it. I think something like this can be helpful. Um, You can add something that's briefer like this onto any kind of robust spiritual disciplines you've already got going on, whether you're reading the Bible in a year, or you're doing some kind of intensive, you know, inductive study. This is something that's not going to be overwhelming to add to what you're already doing, but it's helpful in its format in that it's one theme that you know that you are struggling with and needing to think through more. And it's giving yourself, you know, each day, a little bit of time to reflect on this theme in your life that you do really want to understand better and grow in. And so I I think that there's, you know, a lot of value in that daily thinking on this theme, whether it be forgiveness or some of the other topics in the devotional series, like contentment or grief. I mean, I've been giving these out, I feel like to everybody. And it's just been so helpful because similarly, uh, you know, my counselees or friends that maybe don't have a real robust um, spiritual discipline 
you know, routine. This is a very unintimidating thing to invite someone into, you know, just a daily kind of meditation that's fairly brief that can then grow um, for them as they continue to reflect on God's word in the future. Um, So I think you're right. It's really hard for the authors (laughs) to put these together. But ultimately, uh, I think the publisher was really onto something that this could be useful. And I think it has been useful to a lot of people. Um, all the various themes and topics that have been written about in the series. Yeah, no, it's really it's really good, and I think the kind of what you were saying there that constant steady diet. It's I think I've heard somebody use the analogy of almost that drip antibiotic mm-hmm. or whatever that that people are fed, uh, not in a, you know the drip feed that people get in the hospital, because sometimes we want to, and we do need kind of an inoculation, a shot to mm-hmm. to to get us going, to really teach us. But some of these really deep theological truths that are central to our existence and to our spirituality take time to Mm -hmm. absorb and to change. Um, When you were writing, because there are, there, I mean, to be honest, there are differences in opinion and, and thoughts on forgiveness, even within biblical counseling, there are different perspectives. Um, Were there certain ideas that you felt were more, challenging or um, difficult to address in in this format? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, getting into the nuances of forgiveness versus trust, forgiveness versus Mm -hmm. reconciliation, um, there's so much more that could be said that is not in that devotional. Um, One of the really difficult nuances I struggled with was is forgiveness and abuse, mm-hmm. um, you know, and meeting with so many people who are abused and knowing, you know, they can take a resource like this and run with it in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. right back to yeah. their abuser. And that's absolutely not what I would want them to do. So um, in that way, the format's very difficult because, um, you know, while I was able to at least allude to those things, you know, through like an index in the back and, you know, a little comment here and there, the word count didn't really allow me to fully engage. Yeah. What does it look like to forgive fully in your heart, but not necessarily um, fully reconcile relationally with someone because they've not repented or because they're dangerous. Um, you know, these are really important things that in counseling, you would get into all the nuances right. of, yep. um, but in this format, you just really couldn't. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a word there too, for us as the audience and listeners as counselors that we, yes, definitely give these books out to people and they're really helpful, but true, true spiritual development is going to be best take place in relationship and community where there's other people who can who can fill in those gaps that a book like that can't, right? And so yes, a wise biblical right. counselor coming alongside uh, this, and that's where I would like to, use, like I said, use it in my counseling practice with somebody because uh, mm-hmm. forgiveness is just one of those things it does. It comes up over and over and over in either through lack of teaching or poor teaching on the topic or bad ideas. Uh, people just have really twisted concepts of uh, mm-hmm. apology, forgiveness, sweeping things under the rug, all this stuff. And yes. getting a good biblical understanding of forgiveness is so helpful. Uh, yeah, I really struggled with that. Even as I wrote, I had so many people that I was thinking about in my mm-hmm. mind and thinking, well, I would write it this way for her and I'd write it this way for him. 
he needs to hear that. She needs to hear this. You know, it totally depends. So that is a really hard thing about writing on a counseling topic. A lot of things depend on the situation. So you, you know, you can, you can write some general things, but you're right. It's really in the conversation of knowing someone well, that you apply it well. Yeah. No, that's a good word. Well, you, you mentioned that this is uh, hopefully going to spark people's interest to learn more about forgiveness and, and study it even deeper. What were mm-hmm. uh, either some of the resources you have used or other resources you might recommend people go to to study the concept of forgiveness more deeply? Mm-hmm. I found John MacArthur's book on forgiveness to be extraordinarily mm-hmm. helpful. Um, So I would recommend that one. I also found the section on forgiveness from um, relationships, a mess worth making, which, Mm. you know, is a fairly, uh, it's been around now for a little while, but that book, um, I think that their chapter on forgiveness is very helpful. And that alone is something I've had a lot of people um, I've given to people to read uh, just to give kind of a summary and framework for biblical forgiveness. So if you're looking for a longer resource, I'd say MacArthur's book and a shorter resource would probably be that chapter. No, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I also, one of the ones I've found, uh, David Pallison's book on anger. Um, yeah, he that has one is great. Chapters, I mean, well, anything David wrote was really brilliant, right? Well, that's uh, <laughs> true, right? Would we ever say it wasn't great? No, uh, but cha- great. I think it's chapter seven on forgiveness. He he just succinctly really explains the difference between transactional forgiveness and and, and attitudinal forgiveness, that heart. Absolutely. And I really, I do think, and you mentioned it, you briefly t- touched on it there, that <clears throat> the person who hasn't repented, uh, you can't, you can't, conduct that full transactional forgiveness, you know, and, and however you want to just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. On the horizontal level. And yeah, that, uh, and there are different ways of phrasing. I like that vertical horizontal level. It can't mm-hmm. happen. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. So I appreciate you even, even bringing that up. Um, how have you, in your counseling, have you seen the Lord use uh, this in the individual lives of the people you've been ministering to? You know, um, I've been really grateful. I actually just got a note um, two days ago from a woman that was, I didn't know her, but she was given the book by my aunt, because Mm. if you can't rely on your mom and your aunt, your grandma (laughs) to give your books to people, who can you rely on? So thankfully my aunt has given out my book. And uh, so she had read it and, you know, it's really nice for her. She found me on Facebook and just said, this really struck a chord with me. I've really Mm. been struggling with bitterness and this is, what I needed, you know, thank you for being honest, but gentle, which was definitely the tone I was looking for yeah. um, because of I, how I've seen this be really hard for people in counseling and for myself. I, I really wanted to be honest, but gentle. So I was really thankful for her note, but, but I think, you know, what I've been the most surprised by in how the Lord has used the book is it has ended up in the hands of a lot of unbelievers, which really was not what I had in mind as I wrote it. I definitely wrote it to a Christian audience. Um, But in God's kindness, uh, there's just been a few things that have happened where, you know, an old high school friend gave it out to a bunch of our old high school friends, (laughs) you know, many of whom have probably never read a Christian resource and they might read it just because we used to be high school friends. So um, that's been really encouraging. Mm. Um, And, and recently Deepak and I were co-counseling a married couple, with a you know wife that was a Christian, a husband that was Muslim, and forgiveness was a big theme for them, mm. and so uh, we decided to give them the book, and it's actually opened up a lot of gospel conversations with him 
because forgiveness is so rooted in the Christian gospel. So, you know, the Lord can do whatever he pleases with these things that we labor over. And I just pray that he'll put it in the right hands, you know, whoever can be helped by it. Yeah. No, well, praise the Lord for that. That's really encouraging. And it makes, it just makes perfect sense. Like you said, it opens up gospel conversations because forgiveness, that's where it's rooted. Yeah, so the Lord using this to open up gospel conversations just makes so much sense because because forgiveness is centered in the gospel. And one of the things that that um, some 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 people might not really realize the the magnitude and the importance of this topic, but one of the things I've noted and I've taught this a lot to my students is if you look in the New Testament, there are two different places where it talks a lot about or it talks specifically about giving Satan an opportunity right? Uh, there's the husbands and wives uh, abstaining from sex. It, it, it uh, gives the devil an oppor- like temptation and opportunity to separate there. But then in Ephesians chapter 4, where we, <clears throat> Paul warns the, the Christ, us Christians not to let the sun go down on our anger, otherwise we give the devil a foothold, right? And, and what I've pointed out there is that Satan loves to divide, mm-hmm. um, and it's such a tactic to tear down families, relationships, churches, all these things. And without a real understanding of forgiveness, division is going to, it doesn't, and, and the thing is, like Ephesians points out and, and other passages talk about a root of bitterness, is it doesn't stay small. It grows. Right. Um, so w- as you were writing this, I'm sure you felt the weight of the, the gravity of it. Um, what was it like to just tackle a big, a big, huge thing like that? Or how did that, did that, am I just talking out of nonsense out of nowhere? Or was oh, that kind of on know, your mind? I think more than ever, we feel that right in our current yeah. uh, cultural moment. Mm. I mean, as this was uh, getting published, we have uh, massive racial divides. We have massive political divides. You know, um, social media is full of division. Mm-hmm. And so not only do you see it in your counseling and you see it in your personal life, but you just see it all over yeah. uh, amongst Christians, amongst non-Christians. Um, division is such a problem. And so I do think if there was ever a time for us to be really meditating on forgiveness and grace, you know, uh, what a time to be thinking about it. And um, this is where Christians have an answer for our Mm -hmm. culture that really can't be found anywhere else. And, you know, it may not be the answer everyone wants to hear, but ultimately God shows his forgiveness by dying. Mm -hmm. And there is a, a real dying to self that's required and forgiving. It's not denying that a wrong has been done to you. Yep. And it's, um, you know, it's not becoming a pushover or a doormat. Um, but it is uh, actually, for someone else's sake, um, you know, absorbing the cost of something really painful, and choosing to um, show mercy. Mm. And it's undeserved mercy. And really, only the Christian gospel gives us a picture of undeserved mercy that's not based on works. It's yeah. really ultimately based on a free gift from a very good God. 
And so for us as Christians to move forward and re- representing him in that way to this world that is gripped by the evil one uh, in many ways, and we see it maybe more than ever right now, or perhaps every generation feels that way, but we certainly see it right now. Um, what a light we can bring to our generation if we truly digest this biblical forgiveness and are able to practice it in our lives, yeah. it would make us look so different than yep. the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, the, we're recording this right after the Super Bowl, And if, it, you know, if you'd watch, you saw the commercials of unity, 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 which is, is a great, is a great call right now. And you, like you said, we need it more than ever, but the problem is, is that there is no basis or grounding for that mm-hmm. unity and without the concept of forgive of biblical forgiveness, you have to resort to uh, either retribution mm-hmm. or just neglecting, forgetting it over you know all those things. But forgiveness, true forgiveness, doesn't do any of those things. It really is the only path forward to true unity. And obviously, you know, grand scale politically. We're probably not going to see forgiveness, but it starts in a personal, individual, one-to-one relationship. So, yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, I think instead of unity centering around everyone having the same idea, it's more centered around respecting each other as people made in the image of God, right? So unity, it's it's sort of... uh, an unrealizable dream that everyone's going to have the same idea of how this country should move forward, but, um, growing and being able to respect each other out of love. Mm -hmm. That is where forgiveness flows. And and that's kind of what we need for real unity. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Haley, thanks so much. The conversation has been great, but I reserved the last two minutes for a segment we call two minute favorites, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. So are you ready for, you ready for this? I'm kind of surprised. Let's see what this is about. Oh, well, maybe I didn't send you these questions. Surprise. Uh, We have a segment called Two Minute Favorites. Welcome to our show. Uh, So it's really simple. I'm going to start a timer for two minutes. I ask you, what's your favorite da-da-da-da-da, and you just answer it. And uh, some people want to tell a story, so they end up answering two or three. Others get through the whole list because they're like speed round people. So here we go. Okay. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is hummus. Favorite color? Pink, hot pink. Favorite sport? Ooh, uh, I want to say field hockey, but I should say running because I ran in college, but I think it's field hockey. All right. Favorite sports team? USC Trojans, my alma mater. Easy. Favorite gift you've ever received? Ooh. Uh, well, I could, I kind of went deep right away, but I was thinking my children. It's just first thing that came to mind. They're All my right. greatest gift. Favorite gift you've ever given? Probably my children. <laughs> <laughs> favorite word? My husband. Uh, favorite what? Favorite word. Favorite word. Ooh. Um, maybe forgiveness, huh? Yeah, there you go. A least favorite <laughs> word. Hate. I really don't like the word hate, and I'm trying to train it out of my three-year-old's mouth right now. Mm. Favorite candy? Milk Duds. Favorite book of the Bible? Either Luke or uh, maybe 2 Corinthians. Favorite book outside of Scripture? Oh, gosh, these are hard. (laughs) 
favorite book outside of scripture. Um, I really liked Prayers with Paul, which used to be called a call to spiritual reformation. Hmm. We're looking at a favorite Christian book. My favorite novel is probably Emma. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Favorite Bible verse? Cool. Um, probably from Second Corinthians four. Um, we do not lose heart. That whole section I really mm. love. We look to the things that are unseen and not the things that are seen. Amen. Well, that wraps up our two minutes. Haley, thanks so much for being with us on fifteen fourteen today. Yeah, thank you. This has been fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.